Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Futures Focus, a podcast brought to you by Prospects 1500. My name is Alex Sanchez and joining me per usual, the great David Gasper. How are you doing this evening, David? I am doing uh, doing great. Um, I know I know you're doing great. Uh, and both of us have uh, two of our or each of our favorite prospects get called up this week. So uh, it's been fun. Yes, and uh, my bold prediction came true, which is kind of cool to see. Like my bold predictions coming true. We'll get to that in a little bit. That is uh, kind of the uh, news and notes section, I suppose. But I want to, before we get into that, is uh, you know, why are you doing so great over there in uh, Milwaukee? What's what's new with you, David? Uh, well, um, first of all, the Brewers uh, took a doubleheader from the Cubs yesterday, so that was fun. Uh, or, on, or on Monday here, but um, just uh, some good news at uh, at work. Um, you know, maybe a little uh, promotional old type news mm. here. So uh, yes. yeah, and it's I'll, officially I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, More details to come yeah. on my Twitter feed later in the in the week or in the next week or so. Well, so, uh, I'll, I'll leave it there. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at dgasper24. They don't want to jinx anything, so I'm not going to say anything about that. But uh, good to hear. Good to hear. Hard work pays off, I suppose. Um, my hard work got me to chaperone a middle school dance this evening, so that was fun. <laughs> good time. Yeah, that's but, hey, not as fun as mine is. I got a couple of weeks and then uh, of summer school, and then I am off for a long, long time. So it's all worth it. Those kids can dance away and do whatever they were doing. But uh, I'll be free. But... Let's get on to some minor league baseball. Uh, that's what you're here for. You're not here about us. Let's be honest. You want to hear about some prospects. And uh, we got an interesting show here today. The main topic of discussion is going to be the quarter of the season awards. And that's, I, I think, maybe a little strange. But also, uh, I think we have some unique things to discuss. The awards that we have today, there's going to be some basic awards that, you know, you selected a couple of guys. I selected a couple of guys. Um, and I think what it does is it allows us to talk about guys that, you know, we haven't been able to talk about as much because some of these guys are just coming out of nowhere um, or at least having these breakout performances that we didn't maybe see fully coming. So when I'm looking over my award sheet right here, there's a lot of guys that we're going to have great talking points on. Um, and a couple of guys, you, you know, you've heard of as well that we can continue to discuss. But um that's going to be the main topic of our show. But before we get to that, I do want to go over some news and notes because we have, I mean, we've had a lot of call-ups to begin the year. And then after that, a couple of weeks into the season, there was call-ups, call-ups, call-ups. And it seems like it hasn't stopped at all. We had a bunch of call-ups, like you mentioned. Your boy over there, Ethan Small, gets the call. My boy over in Atlanta, Michael Harris, the second, gets the call. Um not not a huge surprise for Ethan Small, so I'll let you talk about him first. But uh, the Michael Harris one was quite a surprise, and uh, I'll go ahead and again give you the first turn to talk about Small, and then my thoughts on Harris. So here's your time to shine, David. Tell us about Ethan Small and why he got called up, and what we expect moving forward with him. 
Yeah, well, Ethan Small got called up to, uh, to make his Major League debut on Monday in that doubleheader against the Cubs. Um, after continuing to dominate AAA uh, in his last outing, you know, five innings, allowing one run, no walks, uh, pitching extremely well. He's got a sub-2 ERA. Uh, he's got like a 1.88 ERA on the season, a 1.78 ERA in his minor league career. So, you know, he's good, and he's been good the entire time. So th- this wasn't really... I mean, we knew this would be coming eventually for the Brewers. It would just be a matter of time until, well, an opportunity popped up in the rotation. And as most fantasy players will know, uh, Freddie Peralta got hurt, had a shoulder injury. He has to go on the IL for a little bit. Then also Brandon Woodruff uh, has an ankle injury, and he's gone on the IL. So the Brewers needed some help in the starting rotation. So Ethan Small got the call. And, you know, his first outing didn't go super well, two and two-thirds. Um, you know, four walks, you know, a couple of runs. I mean, it could have been worse. You know, he was really in a jam there in the third inning. Um, and luckily they were able to, to get out of it without any more runs coming across. Um, but you know, really for, for small, um, I mean, the big thing is going to be making sure that his misses aren't as bad. I mean, he had some curveballs and some off speed stuff that really weren't competitive pitches. You know, even if he misses them, you know, they got to be somewhere close. Um, and he really wasn't able to do that. But, you know, his first outing, you know, it was it was OK. It was solid, something good to build on. Um, you know, he's already back down in triple A, but he's going to be back eventually again. And uh, I'm excited to see more of, of what he's going to be able to do if he doesn't run into these long innings. that really dragged him out in, in that third inning, because if he was able to get out of it and get a breather, uh, he would have been able to go deeper into that game. But. Yeah, you know, that's going to be something we're going to have to wait until the next time for, and uh, it could be fairly soon. Yeah, I mean, we got Aaron Ashby now. Seems like he he's on lockdown, sort of mending the rotation a little bit while all those injuries uh, have some time to heal. But yeah, I mean, there's no no other Aaron Ashby left. You know, <laughs> after Ashby's in the rotation now, I mean, Small's the next guy up, um, assuredly. So good to see him. Uh, not be afraid to. Uh, get the call up there, or at least the Brewers giving him the call ups. It was really uh, exciting to see, and I know you were very happy about it. Um, as for Michael Harris the second, this was a big surprise for me. I, I did predict that he would be up during the summertime, um, but I was thinking more like July, not in the middle of May, which was a hey, Memorial Day is the kickoff to summertime, man. Yeah, it was before Memorial Day was a thing, but um, crazy, crazy. <laughs> Crazy, uh, crazy call up from double A to the majors, although the Braves do have a history of doing this. See Jeff Francoeur and Brian McCann. Uh, they have a bunch of names that um, they've done this consistent, uh, consistently with, although I would have definitely probably put him up to triple A. I think that was a fair assessment. It's probably time to give Drew Waters the call. I almost would have done that myself, but, you know, I'm not in charge and Michael Harris is up. I do know that um, at the very minimum, Harris improves the outfield defense for the Braves in real life, which doesn't necessarily help out your fantasy team because I think he's going to be on a longer leash. Um, he started every game he's been up so far. He is batting ninth. Um, he's one for nine, one for 10 if you include tonight. And uh, at-bats are not quite competitive yet if you've been watching them. they He definitely looks like he's um, just trying to hit the ball at this point. Um, and that's not what he looked like down in A where he was literally – uh, hitting the ball all over the field, almost wherever he wanted, especially to the opposite field. And I think he's just not quite ready yet. Um, I think what we might see here um, is a demotion to AAA, let him get everything settled up there, and then we'll see him back up uh, soon. But the defense 
is certainly magnificent compared to what the Braves have been rolling out there in, you know, Adam Duvall into center when Acuna DH is where, you know, even William Contreras has been out there in left field and Ozuna should never be in the outfield, but he has to because Acuna has the DH. So quite complicated, but clearly one of my favorite prospects. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, love to bring up Harris. I literally have him in every fantasy league that I'm in, um, except the Highlander Invitational, but uh, every other league I'm in, I have him. So I'm, I'm, I was super excited, but this uh, again, we have other prospects to talk about besides the Braves and Brewers. So we probably should talk about those other guys. And there were a lot of call-ups. I think the big one to talk about is Nolan Gorman. He seemingly was just mashing every day. Uh, you know, it was a home run here. It was two home runs the next day in AAA. He was uh, doing everything he needed and finally got the call. Paul DeYoung gets sent down and uh, Gorman is up and uh, had a huge breakout day the other day where he went four for four and uh, just he looks the part. Uh, I was never a huge Nolan Gorman fan. The more I'm seeing him, the more I think that we're looking at 35 homers and like a 260 batting average, which I probably should have appreciated more um, in the past. So what are your thoughts on Nolan Gorman? How, what did you think about him before coming into this year? And now what maybe has changed for you moving forward him with him in St. Louis? Because I know you'll see him a lot moving forward. Yeah, we did see him a lot, and we gave up his first uh, career home run, and I believe his second career home run. And uh, as as a Brewers fan, I'm already annoyed by him uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, coming into the season, you know, I thought he was, you know, just a, you know, a solid, you know, really good, you know, prospect up there, and, and going to be a, you know, big part of that future infield for the Cardinals. And you know, he's really kind of continued to prove that to be the case going forward here, and. Um, you know, it's, it's good for, good for the Cardinals. Good to be able to see him, uh, coming in like that, but, um, yeah, he's come up and he's hit the ball extremely well and, and shown that, that he's ready for this level. And, um, he's going to continue to be an annoyance to, uh, me and my brewers and the rest of the NL central for years to come. He is sitting tonight versus the lefty. So that's something to keep in mind, just how willing the Cardinals are to, expose him to left-handed pitching. Um, I'll have to be honest. I'm not quite sure about his splits in the minor leagues when it comes to, uh, to left-handed. Uh, actually, I do have them here. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is going to be a struggle. It looks like uh, the OPS is down about 200 points versus the left side. So we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, you know, at some point, if he keeps hitting this way, you're not going to take his bat out of the lineup, no matter who's on the mound. Very exciting prospect. Um, I probably should have been a little bit higher on him now, um, knowing that, again, the Cardinals are just a great organization for prospects. They just keep churning them out every year, even if they're notable or not in the minors. They just seem to come up and always do well. They know when to promote their guys. Um, uh, Here's a we got a a list of other guys that also made their debut. I'm going to mention three of them. I'll let you talk about one. I'll talk about one. And then um, so sorry about it for the third guy that doesn't get picked. but. It is going to be Cal Mitchell, an outfielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates, got the call up, um, hit a home run the other day. Um, hasn't been off to a huge start, but he is going to probably get some playing time there. Josh Smith, the Texas Rangers infielder, got called up for a double hitter and went three for four in his major league debut. Quite impressive. There is playing time perhaps at third base, probably not at second or short, but 
he's a guy that has always had a nice hit tool, a former Yankee farmhand. And then Christopher Morrell for the Cubs got the call up, and he has uh, performed very nicely in his short time in the majors. Uh, he does have five stolen bases as well, 22-year-old outfielder. Um, so you pick one of those three to talk about in a little bit more detail, and I'll pick a guy, and then uh, we'll move on. Uh, I really like uh, Cal Mitchell uh, there for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, he's someone that uh, I have in, in one of my leagues and someone that, you know, really was dominating down there in AAA and really kind of deserving of a call-up uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates who really just kind of need help uh, all across the board uh, down there. So, you know, I'm excited for him, um, you know, 20, 23 years old. Um, you know, he, uh, I think, is going to have a pretty – uh, bright future uh, over there. So, I mean, coming in, coming in, you know, hitting 306 uh, with an 862 OPS uh, in AAA. Um, you know, a lot of really uh, exciting, good things there. So, uh, Mitchell's someone that I'm really kind of excited to see with more playing time in that Pittsburgh outfield. Yeah, he's kind of what I wanted Travis Swaggerty to be, kind of passed him up on the depth chart there in Pittsburgh. Certainly plenty of playing time to earn in that outfield. So very good call. I hope they give him some run and, and don't give up on him too early. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick Josh Smith, a guy who I've liked for his hit tool. If you look through his minor league track record, very impressive averages and very, very, very impressive uh, walk rates. He's sporting over 400 on base percentages at every level he went at, um, except for this year, <laughs> shockingly enough, where he's at 382, which is certainly not bad for triple a um, four home runs, eight stolen bases in the minor leagues. He's also probably going to stay eligible at second and sh- maybe short, probably just second now, but you could put that at a middle infield spot plus third base eligibility. Maybe they even throw him into the outfield. This guy is going to hit the ball. Um, so, you know, you're not going to worry about the strikeouts overtaking him in the major leagues. I think he's a sneaky play for guys, you know, in dynasty leagues that are looking to perhaps find something that, can uh, fill a middle infielder spot because there's not a lot of great middle infielder options after you get past, uh, you know, the the notable guys at the top. So interesting name. Again, a for, former Yankee farmhand came over in the Joey Gallo trade. Um, I think maybe gets overlooked by Foscu, um, but he is definitely up before. So uh, a couple other news and notes here. Uh, the one I really want to touch on is Riley Green is going to be activated and uh, will be they mentioned rehab, but he's never made the majors. So this is an interesting way of kind of labeling it, but he will be in AAA. It's just a matter of time before we see Riley Green. The Tigers are awful. It's <laughs> about the nicest way to put it in terms of hitting the ball. And there is certainly room to have Riley Green in that lineup. So we will see him uh, very, very shortly. Very, very excited. I think we've touched on Riley Green Um considerably uh right i think number one overall prospect if we take out that double a thing from last week you know just overall is is riley green number one if we exclude all those major league guys yeah pretty easy yeah um other than that i mean we we've seen a couple of guys here and there um ryan pepio got the call for the dodgers um we had Royce Lewis, who we've talked about a few times, but who got sent back down, but got sent, uh, got called up again, although he did get hurt. So something to keep on 
uh, an eye on there as well. Edward Cabrera was also slated to make a start, but it was canceled due to the rain. But it's nice to know that he's on his way up as well. And I think uh, that's pretty much it for the news and notes. Um, oh, I did want to mention uh, Vinny Pascantino, who seems like probably the next call up if we had to predict somebody to get called up. He'd be my money maker for the, for my bet that I would place. Uh, he is killing it in AAA, and uh, it's just a matter of time here. He is clearly past Nick Prado. Um, so anything else you want to add before we move on to our uh, Academy Awards for the quarter season, Mark? Uh, nope. Let's do it. All right. So um, I don't know if we're going to match the Academy Awards of this last year, which I don't think we need to talk about in any detail because this is not our platform to talk about Will Smith. Just the catcher and the pitcher. That's all we can talk about with Will Smith. I cannot slap you through the computer, unfortunately. Yeah, we do not have room for a third Will Smith on this podcast. So we have some basic awards. This is going to be the stuff that, uh, if you know, if you were creating an Academy Award show of baseball, you'd have like the best power performance, the best hitting performance, the best strikeout artist the best overall hitter and the best overall pitcher. Um, we have a bunch of awards to go over. You've picked a few. I've picked a few. Um, let's start out with everybody's favorite. That's the best power performance for the quarter season, Mark. I want to pick a guy. Uh, there's a lot of options. Again, uh, for me, let me just mention what I was uh, kind of thinking about here. And I'm not just going to pick the guy with the most home runs. It, it does matter with your age and the level that you're at. And as well as, you know, if you're you have 19 hits and 18 of them are home runs and that's it, uh, you know, I'm, I might not pick you for this award. Um, I don't know how you went about, David. We kind of just made the awards and then we went on our own ways. But my just winner, like the actual Academy Awards. Yeah, exactly. Who knows what's going to happen? I have the best power performance goes to a 23 year old Moises Gomez for the St. Louis Cardinals, who has hit 17 home runs for uh, the double-A Cardinal affiliate, and uh, he is hitting 320. This is a former, uh, I wanted to say double Ray, that was bad, a former Ray uh, prospect, and we know about Ray's prospects, and we know about Cardinal's prospects, so you put those two together, and you got a guy that is mashing the ball, and that is a 10% home run rate. That is higher than his buddy Nolan Gorman, who was granted doing it at triple-A, but a huge breakout performance for Moses Gomez. He is my power performer of the year. Who, David, is your winner? My winner, to probably nobody's surprise, is going to be Joey Weimer of the Biloxi Shuckers. And this is not just being a homer pick. Joey Weimer has hit, he went on a stretch here. If we're talking best power performance from May 10th, through May 26th, Joey Weimer hit eight home runs. That's that's 11 total games that he hit eight home runs. Uh, he has been on fire. He's got 12 home runs overall on the season. Um, he's continuing to do Joey Weimer things. And none of these are, are cheapies. I mean, these are mammoth blasts over the berms, into apartment complexes, onto highways. Like, these things are flying it's an absolutely absurd level. I mean, even the, uh, I believe, 
I think it might have been the Mississippi Braves. I'm not sure where they were. They were on the road, and Joey Weimer hits a mammoth blast over the berm, over the flag poles, into the parking lot, and the broadcaster's just like, I, I didn't even know where that landed. I, I, I didn't even look up. I, I just knew it was gone uh, when I heard it. And uh, his, his number two broadcaster was like, that landed in the parking lot beyond the flagpole, beyond the berm, beyond the sidewalk, beyond the flagpole, in the parking lot. That's where it landed. So if you want to talk about best power performance, that is Joey Paul Bunyan Weimer. Hmm. Yeah, you took, uh, I guess, the distance into consideration, a very interesting way to look at that. Let's not forget Weimer's also stolen as many bases as home run said that he's hit, which is impressive. And he's hitting like 300 with a 950 OPS. So, yeah, I mean, you yeah. have to be excited. Um, you know, a few months ago, maybe longer than that now, we were thinking it was going to be the Garrett Mitchell show. And uh, Weimer has completely passed or the Hedbert Perez, show, although Hedbert's heating up as I've been. following. Yes, he is Hedbert. Carolina League player of the week. There you go. But it clearly seems that Weimer is now the guy in the system uh, with not much competition right now. Is that pretty yeah. accurate? Um, As I'm trying to go through and, and I'm looking at my list uh, and trying to make a new top 50 for when we do that update over the summer here at Prospects 1500, uh, it's looking like Joey Weimer is going to probably be topping that list. Um, but there are, you know, some other uh, really interesting guys in the system that, that have really been playing well. Yeah. All right, moving on. Our next category is the best hitting performance. So, again, you can kind of explain how you went about it. For me, I'm looking at a guy that is putting the ball in play with authority. So, my prospect is a, a little bit of a pop-up guy, although he's 22 in double A, so he's not out of nowhere. Um, but 13% K rate, he's hitting 348 with a 400 on base percentage, but it isn't just cheapies either. They are 10 home runs, 104 total bases. This is going to be Lennon Sosa for the White Sox. He has been a high flyer on a lot of people's lists, including our own uh, Daniel Victor as well. I've been Seen a lot of tweets from him on uh, the Twitterverse about how this guy, you know, you got to start paying attention to him. A shortstop, nonetheless, you know how I love my shortstops. But just for pure hits, I mean, if we, the he's the only, and I don't know what this means, but he's the only minor league hitter to have 60 or more hits right now, which is very nice. And, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely younger than um, you would expect for a guy to be able to do that 22 years old at double a very nice age appropriate everything there is really impressive so um, the white Sox don't have a ton of high-end prospects but perhaps they do have one with lenin so i think i'm pronouncing that correct it is spelled like lenin but instead of the i it's a y so lenin might be like lenin but i'm gonna go ahead and, and go with lenin so if i mispronounce that uh that's just how much of a pop-up prospect this guy is. You know, we have, I don't, I don't ever remember hearing. Everyone's a pop-up prospect in the White Sox system. <laughs> it's very easy to be a pop-up prospect. You're absolutely right. So um, I'm very interested to see who you picked and what your criteria was for the best hitting performance of 2022. Yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, looking around uh, through here. I'm trying to, you know, get enough, you know, sample size, you know, like there's some guys up here, like I'm just kind of scrolling through just the sorted stats here. It's like, I mean, you could go with Jackson Merrill, you know, your Padres prospect there who's hitting 393, but it's only been in about 56 at bat. So not quite as much sample size as what I'm looking for for right now. So that is where I'm going to lean towards Pete 
Crow Armstrong, PCA of the Chicago Cubs. He's 20 years old. He's in A-ball, but I believe he missed last season due to injury. Um, So I'm not going to hold the age against him uh, here at that level. But, I mean, walking at a 12% clip, striking out at an 18% clip, hitting 354 with a nice even 1,000 OPS. We love to see that. Seven homers, three triples, five doubles. Uh, just kind of really hitting the ball all, all over the place. Um, hitting for extra bases, hitting for power, hitting for average. 13 stolen bases as well, not too shabby. Um, so that's something that, that I really like to see. And, you know, I really liked Pete Carr Armstrong coming out of the draft. Um, so it's good to see him healthy again and good to see him uh, performing extremely well. Yeah, PCA got downgraded by a lot of people for no particular reason other than the injury. And of course, injuries can be very scary, but for a 19 year old, or as you said, how highly regarded he was coming out of the draft, that was madness. And uh, the Mets gave him up. So that's fantastic for me as uh, he'll be, he'll be your problem for a long time there. With yes. The thank you. And 20 at uh, low a isn't the, you know, that's not terrible. I, there's not the plenty worst of older yeah. guys at, uh, at low a. So, and he's going to get called up soon. I mean, without the injury, he this is just to make sure he's healthy. All right, moving on. Uh, another interesting category, cause it's not just as simple as like, Oh, who's stealing all these bases? Because, um, I went to a Cal league game the other day. I think we talked about this on the podcast and, uh, they don't pick off at all. Like they just look at the sign they set and they go home and, you could get a huge lead and you don't have to be fast and you can steal bases. Um, and that's how Max Ferguson has 34 stolen bases while hitting 225 for the Lake Elsinore storm. So he is not my winner or I'm not impressed by that. What I am impressed is another Padres farmhand. And this is definitely a candidate for a breakout performance as well. But um, spoiler alert, it's not, really a breakout and i'll explain why in my article that's going to be released soon on the site it's estri ruiz uh 23 year old former middle infielder he's an outfielder now but he is hitting 343 and 33 stolen bases um very easy to steal bases when you're on base all the time and at 476 he is on base all of the time plus he has you know eight home runs, 16 doubles. I mean, this guy has been phenomenal in every sense of the imagination. Um, so he is at eight home runs, 33 stolen bases in double A, 23-year-old, but he's going to get called up to triple A, I imagine, very, very shortly. Um, huge performance in the speed category. And, uh, you know, I, looking at these stolen base numbers, there's some crazy ones for sure, but, I mean, they they go low quickly. We uh, Stolen bases are going to be a very high premium in fantasy sports for for fantasy baseball for the next couple of years, I'd imagine. And uh, Ruiz is going to steal bases for sure if he makes it up to the major league. So who did you have as uh, your award winner for the speed? So my award winner is uh, someone else who's going to be uh, pushing his way up to the big leagues, hopefully very soon. Um, I'm looking in triple a here. So we got some uh, higher level uh, pitching guys that do, uh, pick off and I'm going with the Texas Rangers Bubba Thompson uh, Bubba Thompson has 25 stolen bases so far in the season only been caught once just once um, so I mean with with that kind of percentage and, and his kind of speed plus the fact that he's hitting extremely well hitting 331 with an 829 OPS um, you know that's something that you definitely like to see so uh, Bubba Thompson 
Uh, when he gets on base, he is uh, stealing some bases, and he is not getting caught. So that was something that I, I think really kind of stuck in there for me. I was looking at Asturi Ruiz, uh, but, you know, I know he's taking a lot more opportunities here. But, you know, the five caught stealings versus the one caught stealing for Bubba Thompson, that just gave me the edge for, for Thompson, in, in my opinion. Yeah, fantastic. I have Bubba Thompson actually winning another award later in kind of the uh, the offbeat awards section. I guess the uh, 99 Cent Store Academy Awards, if you will. But we'll get to that after the break because we're going to take a short break here. We'll come back with our pitcher awards. We did not forget the pitchers. I know I sometimes am not the pitcher guy here, but we have awards for the pitchers as well. And then I do have a bunch of kind of crazy awards, offbeat awards, uh, things that Hopefully these players are listening to this podcast and it motivates them to either, you know, make some changes or uh, embrace who they are as a player. So, uh, again, Futures Focus, Alex Hedges, David Gasper, we'll be right back after this. Ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. back futures focus here with you as is a podcast courtesy of prospects 1500 my name is alex sanchez david gasper joining me and i just want to take a moment thank you for listening to the podcast for your support we have been growing a little bit in our listenership we've tried to pump these out as consistently as we can um so really do appreciate the support and for you uh, listening and following us on Twitter and, and doing all that stuff and participating in listener leagues, all that great stuff, fun time. For me, as a teacher, I'm going to have a lot more time in the summer, so expect a little bit more consistent podcast moving forward. Maybe we even mix in some bonus podcasts. Who knows? I got my kid Ooh. in daycare. I got summer break. Who knows? The, the possibilities are endless. But let's go ahead and uh, get back to our awards. David, I'll let you lead off with the pitchers as you are a former stud on the mound <laughs> i don't know if i'd go that far oh, if i was a stud I, w- I would have made it a little bit further oh you gave it up to join the podcast we all know the truth david it's okay to admit that um you could have been a in the big leagues but you give back that's who, <laughs> that's who you are if i added 20 miles an hour to my fastball i could have <laughs> all but, right uh, we're gonna go uh we're going to go with the best strikeout performance. And again, it's not just as simple as racking up the strikeouts because we got to think about the innings pitch. We have to think about the level of competition. We have to think about, are you also giving up earned runs as well? So I'll let you take this one. The best strikeout performance for 2022 goes to. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez. And it's not close in, in my opinion. I mean, he's, he's got 50 and a third innings and he's got 76 strikeouts. He's, he's recorded 151 outs, and 76 have been 
strikeout. That's slightly over half. Half of all outs he's recorded has been strikeouts. And it's not like, you know, he's just striking everybody out and then not pitching well. He's got a 2-3-2 ERA, 0.89 whip, 5-1 and record. Um, he's doing everything you'd expect from Grayson Rodriguez, and I really don't know how much longer the Orioles are going to wait until he's up. Yeah, they had a great opportunity to bring Grayson and Adley up, and they blew it. But that's the Orioles. And uh, we didn't really even talk about Adley's debut, did we? We need to talk about that. No. I can't believe I forgot that. Oh, my God. How did we goodness, miss that? <laughs> what is going on? Oh, my God. We do we want to take a moment here and talk about that? Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like we have to. Yes, the, I think the, the coolest thing for me watching that and seeing his debut was, you know, him coming up, you know, the umpire, you know, saying hi to him, you know, welcome to the show. And, you know, as the game's, you know, starting and he literally just goes to home plate, like takes his mask off and just kind of looks all around, looks at the crowd, looks all out at the field, just takes it, takes a moment to take it all in. And just, you know, like, you know, that's just kind of a, a like a core memory, just a beautiful moment. For Adley, just takes it in, looks around, sees the crowd cheering for him, giving him a standing ovation, then pulls the mask down, gets in the crouch, and it's like, all right, let's go, let's do it. I absolutely loved that, man. It was beautiful. But do you think when he was doing that, the thought, I should have been here a year and a half earlier, crossed <laughs> into his mind? No. No, I do not think it did. Should um, he have? Probably. Did that cross his mind? No. Adley seems like a, a, a born leader in the Buster Posey type of realm. I'm very excited, mm-hmm. obviously, for Adley, and I know you have him in loads of leagues as well. Not off to a super start. Definitely looks like he is, you know, you, you take in that moment there, but at the same time, you realize that this is a huge moment for you and, and perhaps a little press. He did have two hits the other day, um, and he is in the middle of that lineup. Fine. I think it's just a matter of time for him, just like it was a matter of time for Julio and Bobby, who are on fire, and even Torque is coming along very nicely here so don't please don't send these guys down you can send michael harris down there I mean, he wasn't ready like i'm okay with that but do not send these guys down that are at the top 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 um so you mentioned though about grayson that it wasn't even close and what if i were to tell you however that there was a guy that has 16 innings pitched less and is at Fewer. 68 strikeouts and has a lower era 1.82 compared to 2.32 for Grayson Rodriguez. This is Kyle Harrison for the San Francisco Giants, and he's doing it as a 20-year-old. Just incredible numbers. I mean, 68 strikeouts, 34 innings. Now, granted, at a very lower level, there's no doubt about it. Did get the bump up as a 20-year-old. This guy's just rising up ranks, I think, left and right for me as well. I mean... It's hard to think of too many left-handed pitchers that I would take above Kyle Harrison. I think maybe D.L. Hall, and that might be about it off the top of my head that I randomly thought of right now. But uh, Kyle Harrison, man, what a performance for him. Uh, 1.82, 68 strikeouts, 11 walks, a little high perhaps, but I mean, otherwise just dominant stuff. Would like to see him extend those innings pitched a little bit. But uh, fantastic, fantastic stuff for the lefty out of San Francisco. So um, let's move on to our next pitching category because it is slightly different because you can strike out people and still give up a bunch of runs. 
for instance, you know, Logan Allen, the uh, pitching prospects for the Indians, 65 strikeouts. You're like, that's pretty good. And then you look, oh, he's given up 22 earned runs in 47 innings and not as good. That's why he did not win an award, Logan. Who, for you, has the best run prevention award? So you can take whatever you want. Again, let me remind you, David, the goal of baseball is to not allow the other team to score a run or as little runs as possible. So who is the best at doing that so far in the minor leagues for you in 2022? So the guy who takes that award for me is Yankees pitching prospect Ken Waldachuk, uh, who has been moving his way up through the system. I believe he's in AAA now. Uh, 24 years old, 39 innings, has allowed just six earned runs um, with 62 strikeouts, has a 1.38 ERA, uh, which is exceptional, along with a 0.92 whip. Um, Waldachuk has has been phenomenal. Um, you know, yeah, the innings pitch is a little bit lower, um, but, you know, when he's out there, he does not allow runs. Only six in 39 innings uh, in eight games pitched so far so if you're averaging less than a run per game a run per outing uh you're doing pretty well yeah excellent choice he's got some nasty stuff um he's a lefty too right I believe um let me double that check Win- here Winenski. one of those yankees guys is the lefty i think it's walden chuck right yes he is left-handed yeah so uh Perhaps uh, some competition for Kyle Harrison was the point I was trying to make for top lefty in the minor leagues. But, yeah, uh, he's close. He is very close. And definitely the level of competition comes into factor there, regardless of, uh, you know, in terms of some of the guys, the lower levels that are just dominating, which is there's plenty. There was one guy that I'm going to pick that was dominating at the lower levels and then got bumped up to double A as a 22 year old. I'm not going to make you happy because he is a Cardinals farmhand. That is Gordon Gracheffo. Uh, another kind of a riser in the ranks, a breakout, if you will. He is at a 1.2 ERA, 0.7 whip. And what I love, uh, this category on MLB Pipeline, he has recorded 158 outs. That is awesome. Um, the other guys uh, above him that have more have given up more runs. Um, so they're getting outs for sure. But Gordon Gracheffo is getting outs and not allowing runs. And he has 60 strikeouts to boot on top of the 52 innings he's pitched. That's quite a high amount of innings pitched as well. So very nice kind of pop-up guy, a recent draft pick. You probably haven't heard too much about him, but uh, those Cardinals, man, I just tell you that if, if they start to do well in the minor leagues, jump on them because I don't think they ever stop doing well in the minor leagues. I don't know how they do it. We've been wondering that for years. But And then they just come out of nowhere yeah. and dominate at the big league level. Like Tommy yeah. Edmond, where, where did that guy come from? All of them, all of them were. I mean, Harrison Bader and Paul DeYoung. I mean, the list. Of the, they don't last forever, which is interesting. Like they just kind of fall off a cliff at some point. But get them while yeah. you can on your dynasty teams. Why not? Why? It's a cheat code. Just, just do the cheat code. All right. So, um, I did have uh, some kind of the best picture awards, if you will. So the best pitching performance overall, everything considered, as well as the best hitting performance of the year. I'll go ahead and lead off with mine. Um, you already you gave one award to my best pitching prospect, so we don't need to spend too much more time on that. My best pitching performance of the year is Grayson Rodriguez. The fact we're still talking about Grayson Rodriguez sort of pisses me off, but he's not appeared in the major leagues yet. So uh, here we are still somehow talking about him, but he's clearly the best pitching prospect in the minor leagues. Let's get him up. 
But the best hitter performance is a little bit trickier because, again, what are you looking for? Um, for me, what I took about this is I want somebody that's close to the, the big leagues. So AAA, AA is what I was looking at. I wanted some power. I wanted a, a nice, uh, sustainable K rate. And uh, on base attributes, power, of course. Um, and that's going to go to Vinny Pascantino, uh, a guy that we talked about a little bit earlier. So we don't need to spend a huge amount of time. But just to, again, remind you, 25 walks to 30 strikeouts for this guy. AAA, 24-year-old first baseman. Awesome name, too. We don't have a lot of great Italian names in the big leagues for some reason, but uh, he's definitely got a awesome one. I would love to have his. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to get too far down uh, the rabbit hole. But anyway, uh, 303 batting average, 396 on base percentage, 14 home runs. Just a lot to like with this kid. He is coming up shortly, uh, as is with Grayson Rodriguez, and he is my best performance for a hitter in 2022 at the quarter. Mark. So, David, do you have uh, some differences there? Uh, did you want to just give Grayson the best pitching or did you have some differences there? Um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll change it up. You know, I'm not going to give, uh, you know, one guy multiple awards here. So so if a guy's gotten an award someplace else, I'm disqualifying him from from other awards for me. So. All right. But so here's what I'm going to go with for my top uh, overall hitter. Um, I'm going to go with, well. I, I think you might know, uh, or, or you might have been considering him, but I'm going to go with the Double A Arizona Diamondbacks outfielder Corbin Carroll, uh, hitting 296, 429 on base percentage, 632 slugging, 1061 OPS, 12 home runs, 15 stolen bases, seven doubles, four triples, 15. Like it's, it, it's insane. Uh, what he's been able to do, he's been knocking the cover off the ball, uh, hitting extremely well, doing everything right in, in all facets offensively. Um, so Corbin Carroll gets the nod for uh, best uh, overall hitting prospect uh, performance so far this year. Yeah, I mean, fantasy gold everywhere you look yeah. for Carroll. It's just a matter of time. Um, 21, double A. He was our number one overall prospect for double A and lower. Uh, not much more to say about this guy. Again, I still think we might see him. Um, it's just the Diamondbacks really don't have a, an urge. Um, whereas the Braves, you know, they the Braves need to win now. And yes. Michael Harris gives them a better chance than what they had in terms of outfield defense. Whereas the Diamondbacks are not going to try to rush Carroll in any facet of the imagination. So, I um, mean, there's still stuff for Carroll to improve upon 25% strikeout rate at double a, despite all those awesome other stats is a little alarming for me, but the 15% walk rate does alleviate that a little bit for sure. But there are some things for him to work on as well. What about your best pitching performance overall? What do you got for me on that one? All right. Well, since I am uh, excluding gray rod and Ken Waldachuk here, I'm going to go with a pick that's going to make uh, Scott Green, going to make Scotty very happy. Mm. Um, and I'm going to go with Brandon Walter of oh. the Boston Red Sox. I mean, he is 25 in AA, but in 50 innings, he struck out 68, has a 2.88 ERA, 0.78 whip, three walks. That's it. All season, 50 innings, three walks. 
if you can do that, if you can throw that many innings and only allow three free passes and strike out 68 of the 150 outs that you've gotten, that is worthy of an award for me. I mean, that is remarkable control. And I love to see it. I love to see guys limiting walks. And Brandon Walter, uh, you have done an exceptional job of that, and you are deserving of an award. Yeah. You know, I thought you were going to say Brian Bello there for a second. I got all excited. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about Um, it. I was was looking at him, but then he had the 20 walks, and then Brandon Walter right below had three. It's like, well, that's a big difference. They got the same amount of strikeouts, 17 fewer walks for Walter. So that, that is really kind of what played a factor for me. Very nice. I love it. Those are, uh, it's nice, nice to have those prospects kind of pop up for you if you're a Red Sox fan. Um, they certainly could use some help uh, in <laughs> some areas. So uh, perhaps help is on the way. All right. Uh, let's get to sort of the Looney Tune Awards here. Uh, these are not going to be nearly as positive. I, I actually haven't told you about these, David. So uh, oh, no. I figure they're kind of unique. Like I almost selected a player and then created an award for them because I wanted to talk about them. Um, some weird anonymous, uh, 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 weird stat that they have or something that they've been doing. That's just strange that we need to talk about. Um, so I'll start here. This is my lens crafter award. This is the guy that is striking out just way too much. And if he could just somehow cut the strikeouts a little bit and have those sort of go into positive outcomes, we would be talking about an absolute stud. This is a Padres prospect, uh, Joshua Mears, who I have seen live a few times. He is a mammoth of a man, um, but he is striking out at a 44% clip um, with eight home runs um, and he's hitting 185. So the lens crafter, Award goes to Joshua Mears, if he could just fix that. With a uh, honorable mention, by the way, to everybody's favorite prospect, Khalil Watson, who also has mm-hmm. a 42% strikeout rate. So, guys, uh, in high A and Watson's in low A, you got to fix that now. <laughs> now, please. Um, the guy that I mentioned uh, that had two awards, I know we don't like to give two awards, but it's just so fascinating to talk about. His name is Bubble. Uh, Bubba Thompson, who was your award for the best speed, but what's absolutely insane with this guy is he has two walks. Yes, two walks in 164 plate appearances. So he is getting my Red Bull award, which I think he takes every time before he goes to the plate because he cannot wait four pitches to get a walk. He is going to swing and hit the ball as soon as he can. So uh, gotta love to see this 331 batting average. Very good. 341 on base percentage. If I didn't tell you the average, you would say not very good. So the hits are awesome, but Bubba, you got to get on base as well. So you got to start taking some walks. So um, let me go over a third one here and then I'll get your thoughts on any of these. Um, this is the uh, Mack Truck Award. Now, this is I, I couldn't think of a great name for this, but this is a guy who we think is fast, but he is getting caught stealing way too much. And I don't think he's that fast as we at least imagine. That's Videl Brujan. He has seven stolen bases, which is not that great. And that's because he's been caught seven times and he hasn't been getting on base. He has a 310 on base percentage on both of the levels. He did get the call up to the bigs, but maybe we were talking about Videl Brujan is like this 30 stolen base guy, 40 stolen base guy, just going to be awesome. And they added some power and everybody was in love with him. But this, this dude can't steal bases, man. Uh, maybe he is not 
uh, that ceiling that we were hoping for based on some of the lower minors um, stolen base numbers. So Videl Brujan, you got it. You're, you're a Mack truck, man. You're slow. What is up with that? All right. What are, what are your thoughts on those awards, David? Anything? To, I don't know what to even say if it was you, but feel free. Well, I mean, if we we're going with a Mack truck award, I figured that this would be like, you know, some big hulking first baseman, uh, some that's actually like built like a Mack truck. That's like not going to be stealing any bases. Um, but no, yeah, I get it. I mean, Vidal Burhan, I mean, that's a very puzzling stat line. I mean, he was expected to be a whole lot more, um, as a threat, both, you know, just with the bat and on the base paths. Um, so that's kind of very tough to see for him. Um, yeah, it's, uh, very kind of tough break there. And yeah, but the strikeout rate, uh, you know, the guy that was really catching my eye was Khalil Watson there as, as you kind of had your honorable mention. Um, he, what's going on with that, man? I mean, this dude was supposed to be uh, an absolute stud, um, you know, coming out of the draft. He was a potential number one overall pick, ends up falling to 16. Um, you know, that was concerns about signability, but I mean, maybe, you know, there should be some other concerns there with the 71 strikeouts and 156 at-bats. I mean, that's Yikes. And he's only drawn nine walks. So he's got a low, low walk rate, high strikeout rate, hitting 224. He's got six homers, and, you know, that's cool and all. Nine stolen bases, also cool. But, man, you got to you gotta make some more contact if you're going to make use of your power. I mean, that's yeah. that's brutal. Yeah, and the only way to get him if you didn't draft him in your first-year player draft is you're, you're going to have to give up a ton for him, and it might not be the best time uh, to do that until he, he shows some – improvement in that which is going to be easy to track so i don't know if you're going to sneak it by anybody in your leagues but you know keep an eye on you know sort by last 15 days and 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 start looking at the strikeouts and see if they come down but yeah that is uh enormous all right i'm gonna go forward a little bit faster here again uh, not much to talk about they're just very interesting numbers so i have my uh anti-social social club this is for the uh the guy that is leaving guys on base like just I don't know how this is even possible. This guy has left 92 guys on base in 189 plate appearances. Um, that's a lot, by the way. That's third in the entire minors. And it's the other two guys are not really household names. But this guy was in the past. Uh, Mason Martin for the Pittsburgh Pirates does have 11 home runs uh, and 36 RBIs. But he's left 92 guys on base as well. So. He does. Uh, he likes to keep them out there, and he goes back to the dugout without uh, being part of that social club. So the anti-social social club. Uh, the other two awards again. These get uh, very specific because I think it's worth mentioning because some of these are names that you could be looking at um, that are probably owned in most leagues or perhaps able to pick up. Um, that uh, it's going to be the let them hit it award, and then please don't let them hit it award. And this is going to a pitcher that is striking out a ton. And if you were just to look at that, you'd be like, okay, that's not too bad. But overall, again, what's the main goal of baseball if you're a pitcher, David? Uh, to get 27 outs without giving up as or giving up as few runs as possible. So we, we want run prevention. And uh, Cole Wynn is the guy I'm going with here. He has 33 strikeouts in uh, 42 innings. But he has given up uh, 5.31 ERA. So the strikeouts are nice, but unfortunately, he is giving up a lot of guys 
uh, as well. So let's let's start letting them hit it a little bit and uh, don't worry about striking everybody out. And then the other award, I think this one's more interesting, is Peyton Battenfield, uh, who was a very uh, hot name there for a second out of Cleveland because we all love our Cleveland pitching prospects. But he has uh, he's had an okay success in the minors at AAA, which is impressive. He has a 2.78 ERA, but 34 strikeouts in 55 innings. So I would like to see him up those strikeouts a little bit before kind of relying on him for fantasy. So uh, there you go. Colson, uh, Cole Wynn, Peyton Battenfield, something that those guys need to improve. Mason Martin, just kind of a funny stat. And then uh, I have uh, one last thing here. This is the bro question mark, and this is where I want to get some of your uh, analysis because, again, those are very just kind of funny things to consider there um this is bro question mark like what's going on okay i got four names for you here these are very very popular names going into the season and they have had disastrous to really disappointing however you want to label these seasons but i got luis matos anthony volpe brennan davis and trey sweeney as guys that uh, i have no idea uh what's what's going on with them in terms of uh, if it's going to be a good outlook or, or what, but I was very excited about Luis Matos and he has been a disaster over there uh, hitting 152 in high a for the San Francisco giants uh, has not hit a home run. It's been 75 plate appearances. He had an injury now, so maybe that has something to do with it, but man, I was very, very excited about Luis Matos. So, um, Dave, what are you? What are your thoughts on some of those guys? Uh, are you confident in those names I mentioned? Are you going to give up on any of them? Again, those names: Luis Matos, Anthony Volpe, Brennan Davis, Trey Sweeney. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, all those guys have really had concerning starts here. Anthony Volpe, I mean, he was, you know, coming into the season, he was regarded as someone who could be kind of, you know, that next number one overall prospect. You know, once this, you know, top group of of Torque and Wit and all those guys graduated. Uh, but Volpe in double A hitting 203 with a 684 OPS, uh, 24% strikeout rate. I mean, it's not too horrible, but you know, still it's a, it's a rise and he just kind of hasn't been hitting, uh, the way that many have been expecting him to in double A. I mean, double A is, is really kind of the true test for, you know, a lot of hitters like you can dominate and a ball and whatever else, but you know, if you can, if you can perform well in double A, you're you you're going to be a big leaguer one day, but if you're not able to perform in Double A, you know that raises some serious concerns about you know whether you have that future at the big league level. Now Volpe, I mean, it's only been 153 abs. I'm not giving up on him. I'm not I'm not giving up on any of these guys quite yet. But you know, I, I think maybe some of it on Volpe may have been a bit uh, premature, and he may not be the quick to MLB stud. Uh, that everyone was expecting coming into the season. Yeah, and I, I did. I had a feeling this might happen because a lot of people just saw what he was doing in the lower levels. Um, they saw the stolen bases and the home runs, and they thought superstar. But I don't think that Volpe is a superstar. What he is on pace for for me right now is a, an above average regular, and it's going to take some time. Uh, unless you know if you're a superstar you'll get up there and this is a i think an answer that he's not going to be a superstar but he definitely has a, a very bright future ahead of him do not give up with it but you're not going to get a 30 30 guy at shortstop i don't think in the majors with him um and it's going to take a little bit longer than we may have liked um so i i wanted to mention brennan davis as well probably another popular name um 
195 with a 34% strike rate. So you mentioned Volpe's 24% strike rate. That gives you a little bit of hope because that's certainly manageable, perhaps a little bad luck involved. But 34 for Brendan Davis, who when you take a look at him, uh, the swing and miss, you, you could just take a look at four at bats and you could say, yeah, this guy's going to have trouble with strikeouts. Um, even though he's like a freakish athlete and can make up for a lot of those downfalls in a lot of ways. But in AAA, so far, he has not. Only two home runs, no stolen bases, 195. Again, 34% strikeout rate, 11% walk rates. Encouraging, but certainly not amazing. So a lot of work to be done there. Um, and, the you know, the Cubs have a plenty of prospects that are even lower than Brennan, for sure. So Brennan's going to get the first crack at it, no doubt. But like we mentioned, PCA, we got... Uh, Christian Hernandez, we have Kevin Alcantara, we have a bunch of guys there for Chicago that are going to be coming up very, very quickly if they continue their their high um, success in the lower minors. Nothing of that, of course, is guaranteed. But Brendan Davis, a little concerning there as well. Uh, I don't know what to think of him. Uh, I'm more I'm more confident in what I think about Volpe than I am about Brendan Davis moving forward. Um, but uh, there you go. And then Trace, Trace Sweeney, I just kind of threw in there. To, this is your friendly reminder that let's not get too excited about Yankees prospects because it seems like we get very caught up on how amazing they're going to be and they get pushed up these rankings. But nothing – they are not the St. Louis Cardinals of prospects. We, we don't see Yankees prospects make it a ton. Um, they do. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Judge, of course. But they don't make it as often as, like, the Cardinals. Or, Judge is the exception, not the rule. Yeah, I feel like, you know, so – just a friendly reminder that, yeah, Trey Sweeney had a, a decent start, and then all of a sudden he's on top 100 list, and like, no, no, it's just just a normal guy. <laughs> so um, I think that's going to do it for us, David. Uh, how did your Brewers end up doing tonight? I know I, I take you yeah, to that game. I apologize. Yeah, they they lost to the to the Cubs there, eight seven. But uh, yeah, very uh, very unfortunate. I do have one uh, fun award. Did, did we do oh. breakout player or did I just completely miss that? We did not do a uh, breakout player. We kind of, we skipped that. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that, but uh, I, I've got, I've got a quick one I want to do. And this is not just a Homer pick. I feel like, but I, I feel like I got to talk about it because people need to know. Um, and if they don't already, they, they really should. Jackson Churio uh, of the Brewers system. He's 18 years old. And he's already in low A. Uh, he was international signing in 2021. He's the youngest player in low A by a couple of months. And he has come into low A and through 100 plate appearances is hitting 352 with a 911 OPS, 11 doubles, a home run, three stolen bases, uh, 9% walk rate. He has been unbelievable he it's been insane and uh, i saw in um the baseball america prospect chat uh today you know they're asking the baseball america guys about him and they were saying churio uh could very easily be uh there there are a lot of people both internally and externally uh within the brewers and out and outside the brewers that believe jackson churio is the best brewers prospect that, that he is really kind of rising to that level now i don't know if if i'd put him over Joey Weimer at the moment, especially for, you know, for fantasy purposes here, considering how far away Churio is. But I mean, the fact that he's dominating like this in low A at 18 uh, is, is really insane uh, to me. And, and really he's rising quickly uh, throughout uh, the industry. So, you know, perhaps if, if 
first of all, if he's still available, pick him up immediately. If someone else has him and you want to trade for him, it's probably best to try it now uh, before his value is seen as, as rising that high amongst everyone else, before everyone else knows it. This is why you listen to this podcast, to get that kind of information. If you can trade for Churio uh, and get him at, on, you know, for a fairly cheap price right now, go ahead and do it. And this is a great analysis of age mattering a ton. Um, 18 years old, doing what he does. That's It's very, very rare. I mean, 18-year-old in DSL or Summer League or something like that's one thing. But an 18-year-old stateside at low A doing the things that he's doing is quite another. So definitely uh, a very legit breakout candidate. Um, I do have a breakout candidate as well, just to prove that we're not Homer picks here. So uh, I'm going to go with a Rockies prospect because we don't oh. do that often. But it's uh, Ezekiel Tovar. And this guy had a decent year last year. So for me, like my breakout player, I didn't want to pick out somebody that's like was terrible and then is just coming out of nowhere. This guy had a decent year last year, but he has stepped it up and done some crazy things. And we're talking about age mattering. He's 20 years old at double a hitting 327 with 10 home runs and 16 stolen bases and to boot a little bit of a walk rate there 400 on base percentage 411 to be exact this is a shortstop for the colorado rockies people i mean if he can make it up to the big leagues think trevor story and uh that's all i pretty much need to say um if things go continuing on this path so ezekiel tovar again another guy that you're going to see in top hundred lists easy pop uh, perhaps even top 50 lists moving forward i know uh i think eric cross was saying top 20 close for him now which is uh quite the compliment for a guy that's uh you know 20 i mean he had a decent year last year certainly a very nice year for a, a 19 year old but this year has been insane so uh another guy to keep on uh on the lookout for so there you go david all right fantastic this is uh futures focus I'm Alex Sanchez, David Gasper. Thank you for joining me. Uh, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, this is brought to you by Prospects 1500. Check it out. I do have an article coming out in the next couple of days. So if you could Ooh. give that a, uh, a look over, it's Estuary Ruiz. So you can get a little bit more in-depth on that guy and his breakout performance. And check and, out mine uh, on uh, Felix Valerio that came out the other day. Yeah, another. I mean, the seems like uh, the Brewers just keep turning these guys up here now. It's a... Uh, it's nice to see that. You I got know some, it's crazy, right? We used to make fun of you, you know, behind your the, back. The Brewers organization, they they have the best uh, combined uh, win total uh, of any team in, in baseball from major leagues through low A. All, all teams some, combined. Yeah, you have some they work all got do. winning records. You have some work to do with those top 50 lists uh, that's going to be out in the summer, too, which I know you mentioned earlier. So be on the lookout for those as the days start to heat up. We'll have updated top 50 lists. Yours is going to be quite the effort. Mine's going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty simple compared to yours, I think. But uh, interested to see what you have uh, with your rankings there as well. So, again, Futures Focus with you here. Uh, thanks again for listening. We're out. We're out.